Hello, and welcome to Your Living Autopsy, a podcast dedicated to helping you dig in and unpack what's going on within so you can live your very best life. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and welcome back to Your Living Autopsy. Last week, we talked about the toxic people in your life. Maybe they were obvious to you before, or maybe you had no idea that some of the relationships you've had for your entire life were leaning toward unhealthy. Either way, we talked about signs and symptoms to look out for, as well as resources to help you figure out what to do next. The internet can be a beast for sure, but a positive to it is that you can research your issue and pretty much guarantee someone else has been there too, done that too, and found a way to the other side. So if you're going to fall into an online rabbit hole, make it a worthwhile one. Last week, we also went over some toxicology to be on the lookout for in your romantic relationships. And I definitely want to reiterate that you should always be aware of these signs and flags, whatever you want to call them. I also told you about my stress manifesting in my belly and coming out in what I thought was chronic food poisoning, if that even exists. That stress turned nausea started during a pretty rough time, but it didn't stop there. It began to show up in my dating life, too. So fun. After my divorce, my belly threatened to empty itself any time I went on a date with someone I probably shouldn't have gone on a date with. Of course, at the time, I had no idea that that's what my body was trying to tell me. But looking back, I know that was the issue. The guys I went out with weren't bad in any stretch of the imagination. They weren't unsafe or worrisome on the traditional level. That's probably why I didn't make the connection, honestly. But they weren't right for me. And on some subconscious level, I knew that. Or at least my body did. We'll come back to that a little later. Today is all about your heart. Not necessarily the organ, even though I wish your heart all the best. May it keep beating so you can love hard and find love if you haven't yet. No, today is about your heart in terms of love and relationship. Love, such a loaded word. You can love someone and dang near hate that person at the same time. You can love someone so much you forget about every single thing in the world. You can love someone so much that time stops. You can love someone so much that time hurries. You can love someone so much it hurts. And sometimes it might actually get you hurt. You can love someone so much you lose yourself. And maybe it's not even reciprocated. You can love being in love. And you can love it enough to be willing to love someone you don't really love at all. Anything to avoid being alone. There are so many ways for love to play out But what I want to talk about is what kind of love you deserve. The kind of love that you should actually be getting, not the kind of love you're settling for, if that's what you're doing. And not the kind of love you think is love when it really isn't. Because while youth fades and things come and go, relationships you have are what you have at the end. The quality of your relationships has this way of defining you as you get older. And I know I'm only 34 when I'm saying this, but I've talked to a lot of people older than I am. 
And they don't talk about the houses and the cars and the degrees and the bank accounts. When they talk about their life, they talk about people. And a lot of times it's about their partners, whether they are still alive or not. Relationships leave a lasting impression. So let's make sure you've got the partner or are searching for the partner who can do more than just go the distance. Make it to that next anniversary. Let's make sure he or she can leave you better than he or she found you and that you can do the same. Right now, you're either in a relationship or you're not. Yeah, I know some of you are probably like, okay, well, I'm in sort of no man's land, uh, purgatory. But if you don't know if you're in a relationship or not, I would suggest you're in the not in a relationship category, at least for now. Emotions can come up around this idea of not being in a relationship and then being in one or vice versa. Feelings, beliefs, lifestyle choices, social groups. It's so interesting how all of it can change drastically with one other human being entering or leaving your life. So during this episode, at any time, please pause and write down what's coming up for you. I may say something like I have in the past that might jog something or it might uh, (laughs) level you. And that's not on purpose, but it can be good. So see it as an opportunity, not as something that you just have to deal with and push through. If you're not in a relationship today and you want to be, I remember that feeling like it was yesterday. Throughout my entire life, I knew I was built for a relationship. Not just the casual kind, but the real kind. And when I wasn't, I wasn't only sad, but I also assumed it was because of something wrong with me. I based so many thoughts off of this, made decisions because of this. And so if you're like that, you're not alone. I'll also tell you that it's not about there being something quote-unquote wrong. Especially not with you. However, it could be that something's not totally right yet. I'll explain what I mean. This whole thing is an opportunity. An opportunity to examine yourself and make sure you're going after the right person for you. How do you do that? Well, you have to know who you are first. That is something I totally miss, regardless of how many times I heard folks say, you can't find yourself in someone else, Ashlyn. Duh, I know that. I was looking for a better half, or at least a good-ish half, if I couldn't find better right off the bat. I wanted someone who could make me feel comfortable. Someone who would find my weird ways sort of cute. You know, a forever date to weddings. But my low standard of good-ish didn't help me that much. I kept finding guys who did not fit the bill that I was looking for. And I just couldn't figure it out. All I knew was that I was a common denominator of all of it, and thus decided it must be me who was all wrong. And maybe that was the case, now that I think about it. But not necessarily in a bad way. The thing that I've told you over and over again is that I didn't know who I was. So of course, I didn't really know who to look for either. Now, this is so much easier than felt, but if you find yourself in a relationship, serious, or just dating in the early stages, and it's not heading in the direction of up, as in confidence building, as in you feeling like you've found home, as in a legitimate lowering of your previous walls because you don't need them anymore, 
If you don't have all this, the relationship is simply not worth your energy or your heartbeats. I used to get this wrong, 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 wrong. Instead of realizing my worth, I would negotiate with myself. I would say, well, not everyone is like you, Ashlyn. Not everyone came from a loving family. So yeah, he might be a little bit more this way or that way, and you can fill in the blanks with your less than loving behavior of choice. But Ash, you need to give grace. Grace is great. I have no problem with grace. You must extend it just like you must forgive. But the problem was I didn't stop giving it. I just kept on allowing myself to go under in the sea of grace I was pouring out. And all of a sudden, I was surprised that the relationship was totally not what I thought or wanted, and I had zero idea why. Well, sweet Ash, it was because you let so much go that you let your own wants, your needs, and the whole of who you are go too in order to make room for him. He didn't ask you to do that, but you insisted. You created this because you didn't want to be by yourself anymore. And you were willing to do anything then. But now, don't you wish you would have walked away? Me? Yeah. Always yeah. You see, while I'm not a love expert, I am pretty proud of my journey from failed relationships to now. I didn't see myself as overextending grace or giving so much of myself that I didn't even have an identity anymore. So I just kept doing that until I wound up divorced. That was when I discovered that the me I was looking for someone else to embrace literally was nowhere to be found. And no one took my identity, mind you. It just slowly disappeared over time, and I didn't even notice until it was too late. That sounds morbid. I don't mean it to be. Obviously, I found myself. I did the self-work. I did the healing. That's amazing. But it wasn't so, like... Ah, here she is, fully intact. No, no, I had to rediscover her and rebuild her piece by piece. And it was totally worth it. Remember I said, this whole thing's an opportunity. Well, here it is again. When I was at my lowest point, and this could have been at the bottom of any relationship that didn't work out. It didn't have to be my divorce. But when I was at the lowest point, I had the opportunity to heal rather than to repeat the same stuff with the next guy who came along. I finally chose that healing process when I realized I didn't have enough Ashland to gather up and piece together to even try to give it to another person. Maybe you're wondering if you qualify for healing. Yes, is the answer. Yes, yes. We've discovered over the course of this entire podcast that we all need some sort of healing. It doesn't take an event, like a divorce or what have you, for you to feel like you can actually heal from something. Everything you're struggling with deserves the chance to heal. Ugh, I wish I had known all that so many breakups ago, but alas. What does it mean to heal? Well, you know, I like my trusty definitions. So to heal means to become sound and healthy again. What it doesn't say in the good old dictionary is how to get there. And I'll be honest, I thought healing was mostly about giving it time. Waiting, being patient, which I'm terrible at doing, by the way. And time is a key, but it's not the whole key. And it's certainly not just about time itself. 
Healing requires a quality of time, a space of minutes, hours, weeks, maybe months or years, depending on what you need, in which you actually don't engage in the thing that hurt you or any version of it. For instance, when I broke my ankle this past Christmas, it took time for the joint to heal. But during that time, I had to do things differently. I couldn't walk on it like before. I couldn't put weight on it. I had to elevate it, ice it, all the time. If I had done all the things I had done, like walk, run, yoga, whatever, the timer would have had to start all over every single time. And I would have risked so much more injury that way. So it wasn't about just waiting it out, waiting for it to heal. It was what I did differently during that time so that it could heal. So one ingredient of healing is time, quality time. Post-relationship, let's say that it's not dating anyone, not friends with benefiting with anyone, not spending your time on dating sites or apps, not keeping that secret window open just in case someone pops up. I know all this seems impossible, to some of you at least. But if you're serious about not getting into another of the same kind of relationship, if you're serious about finding the real you and making all this inner work you've been doing up until this step worth your while, you gotta. And you also have to use this time instead for the second ingredient of healing, which is self-work. And good news, you're already doing it. But self-work is hard. And in order to find yourself, you must commit to it. I think you can do that. Okay, I know some of you are saying, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I am in a relationship. What do I do? I'm glad you asked. Just like half of us are in a relationship and half of us aren't, you're also in a category of the relationship you are in. So if you are in a relationship, some of you are in a good one and some of you are not in such a good one. That's just a fact There is no judgment there. If you are in a good one, one that has been working through things, communication, um, space for each other, loving each other, all the things, and you know you're in a good spot, there is no shadow of a doubt. Guess what? Healing is ongoing, which is best thing ever, really. So even if you're like, yeah, we're good, we're actually really good, you can still get better which only means you can get closer to each other and have a stronger bond. And if you have children or want them, this work, this self-healing, this self-work can only benefit them as well. So that's if you're in a healthy relationship and you know without a shadow of a doubt. If you have that shadow, listen up. If you're on the fence about whether you are in the right relationship or right marriage, especially if it's for a reason you discovered in some of our past episodes, like patterns or toxicology, I think it might be good time to take a minute, pause this episode, and write about it. What makes you think that? Why did you pause? Not literally, But why did you pause in your thinking when I separated relationships from really healthy without a shadow of a doubt and the other side? The reason I'm saying this is because I remember being like, no, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. And I knew better. I didn't want to know better, but I did know better because I had this little uh in my belly. It was bothering me so much and I knew it. Something was there. 
Something was up. And it wasn't my body, but my body was telling me. So if there's a catch, if you breathed a little bit faster, if your heart picked up some speed, if you literally looked up when I said that, if there was any change in your heart and your soul, pause and write about what came up there and then come back. Okay. Yeah, relationships are hard and they won't be perfect, but you know the difference between this is not going to get better and this is just a blip. So if you're hoping this is just a blip and you know it's not, yeah, you can hope it gets better. But as we discussed, time isn't as much of a salve as we are told it is. Maybe it will get quote-unquote better if you don't talk about it. But that also could mean you're just shoving it out of the rug for a later time. That's not what we're looking for, is it? John Mayer has a song on his album, which I feel like it's his most recent one, and it's called In the Blood. I heard it on my hike yesterday, and I highly recommend listening to it. In the song, he's asking if the way he loves, the way his mom loves, the way his brothers, which I don't even know if this is actually autobiographical, but he's asking, like, is all this, is this passed down? Can I get rid of it or am I stuck with this? Can I turn over a new leaf or, as my grandfather says, start a new program? We are typically a lot like those we are raised by or raised around. And that includes how we love. I do not believe you have to be doomed to repeat what happens in your family or what happened in your family. But I do think it might require some serious thought and planning and self-work like this. You have to have it all laid out in front of you, which is what we've been doing with this entire podcast, by the way, so that you can pick and choose what you want to take with you. Okay, so we've talked about the fact that it isn't in the blood. I can answer John Mayer's question right then. No, sweetie, it's not in the blood. You have the power to write your own history. Who sang that song? Natasha Bedingfield. The rest is still unwritten, my friends. (laughs) So we know that. I want to go back now to a term I introduced last week. You might have already known it, and you might know it now if you didn't hear last week's episode, but it's called gaslighting. The whole essence of it is that you start to feel like you're crazy, or I must have forgotten that this is what was said, or maybe I did take it the wrong way, or maybe what I... But did you? It's manipulation in its finest and most horrifying form. Any sort of manipulation is not love, guys. It's power. And so I use gaslighting as an example because I really, 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 really want you to be aware that if you are considered to be someone's significant other, you should be significant enough to have a conversation with. You should be significant enough to be heard and have a voice, to be seen You deserve to be in a relationship in which you are doted on, in which you are giggled with, not laughed at. You deserve to be in a relationship in which you can seriously ask a question or jokingly play around. You deserve to be able to be yourself. 
And I hope you find out who that is as soon as possible so that you know right away when you are or not aligned with someone else. It was so much easier for me to let go of an almost lover, also a great song, when I knew who I really was than when I didn't. I would just hold on for dear life out of sheer will and saying, well, what if he is the right? No. And when I knew who I was, when I got that nudge of nausea, like I told you at the very beginning of this episode, I knew right away, nope, there's something not totally right here. And I want right. Right is worth all the wrong that goes wrong. A breakup or a divorce is just evidence that it didn't work and it's not right. So if you're embarrassed about your past breakups or didn't even get started, consider yourself on the right track. God, it took me so long to see it that way. You are worthy of love at all times. Just make sure you are wholly you as soon as you can so that you can A, feel that worth, B, feel that love, and C, do something about it if you don't. Next week, we'll talk about the other organs. Before I go, I want to thank my dad, Dan Huff, because he created the music for this podcast and it's awesome. And I also want to remind you that I would love to see you join us for our mini course on getting unstuck coming up on Zoom. For more information on the time, head on over to howtomoveonandbehappy.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're getting something out of this and I know it will only get more interesting in our next step. Until then, I'm Ashlyn and this is Your Living Autopsy. And remember, today is done but tomorrow is up for grabs. You got this.